Grain Growers of Canada has released a video and document outlining their election priorities heading into the September 20th federal election. Joining us now is Executive Director Aaron Gowerlich to talk about the priorities, starting with risk management. I think that this year provides an excellent example of the shortcomings of one of the more important um, programs, and that is agri-stability. Agri-stability has fallen woefully short of the level of support required for farmers, especially those who have been impacted by the drought across the prairies. And so we've been calling on the federal government to increase the overall funding envelope for agri-stability and make changes to the program that make sense for grain farmers. We need to see a return to the 2013 levels, for example, and we need to see a return to the 85% trigger point within agri-stability. But that work is underway in anticipation of the 2023 uh, agriculture policy framework. So we are working with the current government towards making changes for the next policy framework, and we're going to be laser-focused on what we can do to improve agri-stability, for example. Another priority here was uh, dealing with research and um, development. Um, Talk about that one. Certainly. We have fallen behind, and overall agriculture research has declined over the years. So we're calling on the governments to invest in ag research at a level matching about 2% of farm cash receipts. That would be up from about 1.3% of farm cash receipts, which is where we sit now. And this conversation has become really important right now, especially in light of the drought. I think that's the best way for us to make this connection to urban politicians and to consumers, Canadians across the country. For example, investments in drought-tolerant varieties are going to make or going to ensure that farmers are better positioned to overcome, to mitigate some of the impacts that they're going to increasingly see now as a result of climate change. So this is not the time to be cutting back on our investments in ag research. In fact, it's time to double down and ensure that Canadian farmers who are on the front lines of climate change have all of the tools they need to get a crop in the ground to ensure that it can withstand the impacts of climate change. That's the only way we're going to ensure food security in this country and keep food prices down. The third uh, priority here was dealing with uh, regulatory uh, relief, um, modernizing regulations to make Canada a top five country for a global regulatory um, competitiveness. So give us some background on that one. Yeah, Canada's regulatory system over the years has really led to stagnation both in research and development, and it's been delaying um, new products and commodities from reaching the hands of Canadian farmers, often well behind some of our main competitors. And I want to point to a specific recommendation that I saw earlier this week in the Conservative Party platform that has me a little excited, and that is the idea, um, the suggestion that we could form industry councils to look more closely at the regulatory burden on different sectors within Canada. I like this model because it's been tried in other jurisdictions before, and we've seen some pretty successful results in countries like Denmark, for example, that take a similar approach to engaging directly with industry to determine what their regulatory priorities are and then feeding that up to government. And the reason that's important is because when you look at regulatory reform, and a process that's currently underway with the government right now, it it feels sometimes like you're trying to boil the ocean because it is so complex. But if we can take our cues from industry and from the ag sector in particular, if we have some say in where we see particular regulatory burdens and we have a government who is willing 
to listen to us, then I think that's probably the strategic approach that is required to ensure that we make changes to the right regulations in a, in a timely manner. Looking at the, um, the Canada Grain Act and the uh, Canada, uh, Canadian Grain Commission, um, you'd like to see some modernization there. Yeah, because we've, we, we've had several attempts, I think, at this in 2007, 2009, and then more recently in 2013. We've, we've just got to get this across the finish line. We got some good momentum going on this with the consultation that ended April 30th. I should mention, too, that the government has issued just last week the What We Heard reports in both official languages are on their website now. If you want to take a look at what they heard from, from stakeholders across the country during that consultation period, what we need now, regardless of which party forms government, is a commitment to ensure that when you get back to work, this is at the top of your to-do list. Let's get this across the finish line. And what does that mean? That means meaningful legislative change that reflects the recommendations that were brought forward by stakeholders through this last consultation process. We got a commitment from Minister Bibo to continue with that work. Um, and we have a commitment also outlined in the Conservative Party platform to continue with that work. So I'm feeling optimistic that this is something that's going to be reflected in, in the um, Agriculture Minister's mandate letter following the election, hopefully close to the top of their list. And uh, when looking at trade, what are some of the uh, priorities there? Well, with respect to trade, there are a couple of things that we need to do. One is we need to look at some of the trade barriers that Canadian farmers face. Look, agriculture is a highly sensitive sector. We look, for example, at what happened with China and the ramifications there. When politics are involved, uh, agriculture is one of the first targets, and we pay dearly for that. And so we need to look at the market access issues that we're having in key jurisdictions around the world with whom we don't necessarily have a free trade agreement. What are we going to do about India and China? So a new approach is going to be required there because, quite frankly, over the last few years, as long as these challenges have existed, we have not been successful in remedying those challenges. Diversification is also going to be really important. We need to look at new markets because we can't be as dependent, perhaps, as we are on some of the larger markets like China and India. So we have to look at market diversification as well. And so increased accountability and direct contact with industry. We want to see government working more closely with industry to address some of the market access challenges that we're having in these, in these key markets around the world because Canadian grain farmers, depending on what you grow, 50 to 90% of, of your crop is destined for international, international markets. It's where Canadian farmers derive their livelihood. So we've, we've got to get this. We've got to get this right. And the, uh, the document also uh, touches on, I guess, on that note, um, uh, defending Canada's exporters. Yeah, absolutely. And so being there in those key markets, you know, we made a specific recommendation. We talked about the idea of taking a SWAT team approach where you would have government paired with industry officials, uh, technical experts, all working together to leverage existing government and industry relations, uh, relationships to achieve measurable results. So it's about taking that more holistic SWAT team approach in some of those key markets, working more closely with government and, and industry. And uh, finally here, let's uh, wrap things up, uh, talk a little bit about climate change and um, I guess some of the things you'd, you'd like to see um, during this election year. Sure. What we've communicated to all of the parties in the lead-up to the election is it's important to make farmers an integral part of Canada's emission reduction and environmental stewardship approach by implement, implementing a five-point plan 
So what we've outlined here is make on-farm carbon sequestration a major plank in Canada's climate change mitigation and adaptation strategy. Recognize that ongoing farmer contributions to carbon sequestration require ongoing payment for this public service or ecological good. Create a range of flexible and rewarding offset protocols which are going to incentivize farm practices uh, to reduce emissions and other environmental goals. Invest in innovation that reduces emissions while enhancing productivity and economic return for the grower. And then finally, invest in land conservation through direct compensation for activities such as the removal of marginal land from production of protecting wetlands. That was Aaron Garlick, Executive Director with Grain Growers of Canada, talking about their election priorities heading into the September 20th federal election. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.